these six Goswamis were all associates of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They all had intimate association with him. Except Jiva Goswami, who was actually quite younger than the others, although it's said that quite possibly he had darshan of... When Jiva Goswami was a young boy, he had darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when Mahaprabhu visited Ramakali. Gopal Bhatta Goswami was also uh, a young boy uh, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu visited his parents' home in Sri Ramana. So, uh, he, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stayed there for four months. So, as a, as a child, Gopal Bhatta Goswami had the opportunity to associate with and serve Mahaprabhu in his home. Mahaprabhu told him that when you are older, you go to Vrindavan. So Gopal Bhatta Goswami did so. Even though Mahaprabhu was in Puri, his order, he had given the order that you should go to Vrindavan. So he went to Vrindavan. But uh, he never had direct association with Mahaprabhu again. Rupa and Sanatan, they spent time with Mahaprabhu. Um, they specifically were instructed by him. And they were given, uh, particularly Rupa and Sanatana were instructed in the philosophy and practice of Krishna consciousness. With the uh, specific intention that these instructions would be organized into books. Raghunath Bhatta also as a child uh, had the chance to associate with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and later had his association in Puri. Raghunath Das uh, resided with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Of all of them he had more uh, personal contact. He resided with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for many years in Puri. Even though he was such an advanced devotee. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, he didn't instruct him, Raghunath Dasko, directly. Even though Raghunath Das was such an advanced devotee, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not instruct him directly. Raghunath Das wanted that he would be directly instructed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told him, you you be under Surutamada. When Raghu, again Raghunath Das approached him and, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did give him some direct instructions on the behavior of a Vairagi or renunciate. So these are what we might call the prototype acharyas of our sampradaya. They set the standard both by practice and precept. They were, as is described Herein they were fully absorbed in the highest level of Krishna consciousness. Gopi Bhavar, Samritabhila, Hari, Kalola, Nagno, Mahur. They were always uh, diving and servicing within the waves of the great ocean of Gopi Bhav, the divine sentiments of the Gopis. Divine sentiments of the Gopis. Mm. Um, but they did not <coughs> neglect 
the conditioned souls. They wrote or they compiled literatures for the benefit of the conditioned souls. They also wrote literatures for the liberated souls, which uh, describe the activities of transcendence. In Srimad Bhagavatam, there, the definition of liberation is given. Mukti Mukti or liberation means having or giving up this present form, which is not our real form at all, it's and then uh, it being situated in our constitutional position. So, the what are the activities in transcendence? Uh, especially Rupa Swami, <coughs> Raghunath Das Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, they have revealed that in their writings. For the benefit of the conditioned souls, they compiled many books <coughs> for the uplift of those conditioned souls. And in pursuance of the books which the six Goswamis have written, our Acharyas up to this day have continued to compile and compose books. That's why it's very good that those devotees who are specifically engaged in distributing Srila Prabhupada's books, they can recite these prayers to the six Goswamis regularly. Our inspiration to distribute these books comes from our Acharyas. The atmosphere in which the Goswamis were living and the atmosphere in which Srila Prabhupada's books are distributed is quite different. That is axiomatic to those who are distributing these books. This uh, atmosphere of Vrindavan is described in here. Kujak kokila hamsa sarasa gana kine mayura kule. Oh, so many beautiful birds are there. Peacocks, cranes, swans. <laughs> Kokil. They say cuckoo in They translate cuckoo in English. Nana ratne nevanta mula vetapashu yukta vrindavana. It's the trees in Vrindavan at their roots are so many jewels. <clears throat> Vrindavan is Sri Yukta. It, it, it means with so many opulences. Endowed, yeah. endowed with so many opulences. So that's a different situation to that the book distributors face. Going door to door with the smell of meat being cooked coming out of the door. Meeting various grades of uh, conditioned souls on the streets. Do you have that experience when you distribute books? Of course, I don't distribute in Russia, but all of a sudden, everyone you meet, they suddenly become a philosopher and they suddenly know the absolute truth. They're just walking along completely absorbed in thoughts of sense gratification, but when, you, when they meet you and they see a book, then all of a sudden they become a, you know, on the level of the acid or greater. 
have that experience? It's quite common, it's in most, in most places. And whatever garbage comes out of their mouth, they think it's, they think it's like nectar. So, what is the connection between distributing these books and the six Goswamis? Maybe you should forget about distributing books and <coughs> go and live in Vrindavan. There are so many people who go to Vrindavan and vow, I shall never leave Vrindavan. But according to the analysis given by our Acharyas, even though they think they are Brajavasis or residents of Vrindavan, they never entered Vrindavan. Simply by entering Vrindavan with a video camera or even with a with a loincloth, only wearing a loincloth, if one is entering with one's material ambitions, then he can never enter Vrindavan. As Srila Bhaktisthan Saraswati Thakur often pointed out, Demons like Aga, Baka and Putana, they also entered Vrindavan. So one who serves the mission of the Goswamis, they can live in Vrindavan wherever they are. Jotha Vaishnav Gon Shishtan Vrindavan. Narottam Das has said that wherever there are Vaishnavs, that place is Vrindavan. His ambition was to live in Vrindavan, but he didn't. He lived on the bank of the Padma River, which oh, is now Bangladesh. But he always lived in Vrindavan. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he once set out from Bengal to go and live in Vrindavan. From Bengal. But he was ordered, go back, you have work to do in oh. Navadri Dham. He lived in Calcutta. He, he built a house in Godroom in Navarim town, but he spent a lot of time living in Calcutta. As Gorky Shot, as Babaji Maharaj often said, Calcutta, that is the Maya Brahmanda, that is the universe of Maya. Uh, the universe, it literally means universe. It literally means Brahma's egg. It's a big, opulent city, capital of the the uh, Indian Empire with big opulent buildings. At that time Calcutta was a very elegant city with many, even now there are many educated people, politicians, aristocrats, businessmen, not the most, not what would be considered a favorable atmosphere for cultivating Krishna consciousness. So sometimes uh, if someone from Calcutta would go to Navadip, they might take, or, or actually there's one particular incident, where one, one Kasko Swami came to visit Navadip from Calcutta. And he offered obeisances to, he went to offer obeisances to Srila Gorki Shodas Babaji Maharaj, who was residing there. And Gorki Shodas Babaji Maharaj said, you, when you go to Calcutta, you please give a message to Bhaktivinoda Prabhu that you leave that Maya Brahmanda, 
that world of Maya, and you come and reside with me in Navadip. So the Kasko Swami gave the message to Srila Bhaktinath Thakur. And Bhaktinath Thakur requested him to send a message back to Gorky Shodas Prabhupada, offering his blessings and informing him that the place that I live in is not the material world. There's a house in Calcutta. You can go and see it even in Manik Tala Street, although they renamed it now. <laughs> and it's one, in, in the street there are so many houses. So it all looks like the world of Maya. But where Bhaktino Thakur lives, that is not the world of Maya. Jidina Grihe Bhajana Dekhi Grihete Goloka Bhai is performing his bhajan, his chanting and his deity worship in his home, Bhaktinath Thakur perceives how his home is Golobrindavan. So the six Goswamis, they lived in Vrindavan. Bhaktinath Thakur lived in Calcutta. Did he? He lived in Vrindavan also. And the there are so many persons who Mayavadis, Chapati hunting sannyasis, and there are so many different people living in Vrindavan. Chapati hunting? <laughs> He's afraid to make offenses to the Vrajvasis. But we have to see who is actually a Vrajvasi. So, who is dear to Krishna? Vrajvas or living in Vrindavan means Anugatya, following in the footsteps of the actual Vrajvasis. The six Goswamis, they have given Krishna consciousness to the world. Again, by practice and precept. The duty of those following in disciplic succession is to serve the mission of the Acharya. Distributing these books means serving the mission of the Acharyas. Giving out these books means giving the whole discipline succession, the whole spiritual world to people. The more we read these books, the more we appreciate them, the more we will be desirous to spread this transcendental knowledge. And we will realize, the more we study these books, the more we will realize the necessity and the urgency to give this knowledge. Do you get that feeling when you're studying Prabhupada's books that everyone should know this, this should be made available to everyone? You feel like that? You want to do that? So we're reading the book and we're feeling transcendentally enlivened. We want to distribute these books. And then Maya comes and gives us a good slapping in the face. And calm, crow, low, moha, mother, just the... You can explain that much. What it means. So what to do? Kick, calm, crowed, low, moha, maya, kick it all into a corner and take the books and go and distribute them. Because we have such important work to do, we cannot be diverted by our foolish desires. Someone stole my copy and I'm going on strike. I've had enough. I've had enough. I can't distribute these books anymore. 
Meanwhile, people are going to hell. Hari Shori Prabhu, you must know his name. He's compiled his books of transcendental dying. Uh, his detailed remembrances of the time he spent as the personal servant of Srila Prabhupada. Have you all read that part which has been translated in Russian? Yes. Okay, please read this. This is Srimad Bhagavatam in action. Srila Prabhupada is Srimad Bhagavatam. He is the personification of Srimad Bhagavatam. So anyway, this is a few years ago, uh, Hari Shagru was giving class in Bombay. And he told that one devotee had told him of a dream he'd had of Prabhupada. And he said that, although, you know, we don't like to tell dreams so much because it, you know, tends to get, you know, then people can say all kinds of things. But he thought this one was so relevant that he would repeat it in the class. That this devotee had been very much disturbed by various events within Prabhupada's Isko. So in the dream he was telling Prabhupada, this, that happened, this is going on, and that's going on. And in reply, Prabhupada showed him a panorama of current events. Kali Yuga, what's going on in Kali Yuga? People are slaughtering animals, slaughtering each other, having illicit sex, divorce, remarriage, again divorce, and then re-remarriage, and re-re-divorce, and on and on. Now they have homosexual marriage in the church. It's a very horrible situation. People are suffering and causing suffering to others. Every day the average person, normal person, they commit so many sinful activities that they'll have to suffer for millions of lives. And they just think it's normal. So Prabhupada showed all this and then he turned to the devotee and said, just try and do something to help them. That is the mission of the Acharyas. They have no business in this material world. But you know, Taka was not a conditioned soul. He only came to this world, all the Acharyas, they only come to this world to try to help us to go to that world. The six Goswamis, Lokanam Hitakari, they're simply concerned with the benefit of the conditioned souls. And for this purpose, nana shastra vichara naika nipuno sadharma samsthavako, they scrutinizingly studied all the revealed scriptures with the aim of establishing eternal religious principles. They themselves, uh, they are fully in contact with the Supreme Absolute Truth, Krishna. They, they could and they did write books even without reference to what is generally known in the world as Shastra. But for the benefit of human society, they went through so many, scoured through so many different books to give the evidences, give praman for the philosophy and practice of the Gorya Sampradaya. Because uh, they, they, they upheld this principle that 
You have to present Shastra. Everything they said is Shastra. But so that people would not misunderstand, then they gave evidence from Shastra. Do you follow my point? They, they could just, just like in Netro devotion, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Rupa Goswami first of all establishes that devotional service surpasses all liberation. So he could have just written, <coughs> Bhakti is above Mukti. And it's absolutely correct for him to state so. He knows it to be correct because he is living in the reality of bhakti being above mukti. But for the benefit of those who, who are not living in that reality, for, that means for the benefit of those who need to read these books, he established this fact with so many verses from Shastra. Because if he had not done this, then in future anyone could come and say anything and uh, it's just, it's my realization. And and this is actually going on in Hinduism today. Previously, in what is now called Hindu society, no one could just stand up and say, well, this is my realization. And people would ask, and rightly so, they would ask, what is the Shastra Praman? What is the evidence from Shastra? But the Neo-Mayavadis have undermined the importance of Shastra. The original Mayavadi, Sripad Shankaracharya, based his uh, speculations on, uh, he, he based his speculations, apparently he based them on Shastra. But the Neo-Mayavadi has made a rhyme, a jingle, Jato Mat Tatopat. That many opinions, that many paths. So then, uh, then mat or opinion becomes the criterion and not shastra. <coughs> mat matam means opinion. Mat in Bengali. So this Gadadha Chatterjee, A.K.A. Ram Krishna Paramahamsa, is the He's the, he has evolved by spiritual devolution or degeneration into Sai Baba et al. Gadadha Chatterjee. And then they voted him God and called him Ramakrishna. Gadadha Chattopadhyay. Chatterjee is the anglicized version. He was voted God and then given the name Ram Krishna. They voted him God. So he, by the process of spiritual degeneration, he, he has reappeared as Sai Baba et al. Anyway, you don't know about all these things so much. Lucky for you.
But watch out for the Russian babas. <laughs> and they'll be looking at all the village women. <laughs> Hitting all the village women on the head, deviant. <laughs> How do you translate Baba into Russian? Oh, just uh, change the stress. If you change the stress, then it won't be a woman. Okay. Then like if you listen to Baba, then it's not a woman. Then it becomes a si- like sighing Baba. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Sai Baba because he makes everyone sigh. Can't translate it. Сай Баба, например, значит, вздыхающий Баба или Баба. Just see, we're presenting these books of knowledge, transcendental knowledge, and people think, oh, it's one of those Indian things like Сай People are so far away from spiritual knowledge. That happened to me also. When I was at school, maybe about 15 years old, my best friend one Monday morning showed me three of Prabhupada's books and he was very eager that I look at them. But I said, I don't want to look at them. I know all about these Indian gurus, they're all cheaters. My fortune was yet to be awakened. Later, when I came to read Prabhupada's books, I could understand what is the difference. Prabhupada is great saint that he that he is he has not made up anything. <clears throat> Prabhupada often said that this is this is if I have any credit it's because I didn't change anything. I simply presented as I received from my Guru Maharaj in discipline succession. Ah. This essential principle, everything must be based on Shastra. Even the six Goswamis who are directly seeing Krishna or, or seeing Krishna by searching for him. He Radhe Rajadeva Gajalalite, He Nandasuna. Kutaha, where are you? They know who is Krishna. But so that others can know Krishna, they can see Krishna through the eye of Shastra. Shastra Chakshu. This is the glory of the Acharyas, one of the many glories. We can take their mercy in the form of their Shastra contributions. This is our safe path. Sometimes people say, I'm very conservative. But we should conserve that which is given by our Acharyas. Anyway, you can say that's preserved. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, say it. As soon as we change it, then we get Hinduism. Hinduism means you take the Shastra, you mix in a bunch of speculation, add a little salt and pepper, and you've got Hinduism. Hinduism, actually, chili powder. (laughs) Add a few Bollywood movies means Hindi movies, and you have Hinduism today. But our Acharyas, they are not Hindus. They have come to teach us the absolute truth, which is beyond any ism. 
that knowledge is as presented in Shastra. Tasmat Chastram Pramanam Te Karya Karyam Vivastito Gyatva Shastra Vidharanantam Karya Karya Meharahasi. Lord Krishna states that we should act according to Shastra. Krishna we should know what is stated in Shastra and on that basis live in this world. If we live in this world according to Shastra, then Shastra will take us to the world from which that Shastra comes. Shastra is the guidebook, how to get out of this material world and go to Krishna. And the guides are the gurus who know the way to go. So if we follow that then we'll go to Krishna. But if we find someone who says that, well, you see, here it says that you have to follow all these principles, but, you know, I've discovered a way by which you don't have to follow them. You can have sense gratification and still go to Krishna. Not possible. Cheating. But it's appealing to us that I will enjoy sense gratification and also have bhakti. It appeals to us because we're nonsense. But Acharyas have given us sad-dharma, actual dharma, which is coming from Shastra, which is meant to lead us beyond all cheating, in the name, even cheating in the name of Shastra. So they may ask, why are you having this long, boring, dry class? Why don't we just chant Hare Krishna? That would be much more fun. We would be happier. All right, that's a good idea. We just have to see what happens when the kirtan stops. In the kirtan, we're all pure devotees. And then as soon as it stops, we again become cats and dogs. That means we never perform kirtan. So, Shastra is for regulating our lives. And actually, we can perform kirtan when we have performed shravan, hearing from Shastra. <laughs> Chanting Hare Krishna means... To pray, O Krishna, O energy of Krishna, please engage me in your service. So, if we don't know who Krishna is, if we don't want to know who Krishna is, or how we should engage in his service, then what is the meaning to our chanting Hare Krishna? So, hearing and chanting should go on side by side. Studying Prabhupada's books. Now, 8th Canto, which part of Bhagavatam came out? Part 2? Eighth Canto Part Two is now published. You have more copies? You should start. I start. No, finished. All right. Well, it's available in Moscow. So, who's read up to the? Who's read seven cantos plus Eighth Canto Part One of Bhagavatam? Hands up, up. Oh, Nandi Mukhi is a great scholar. Very good. Who else? Let's see. I don't know if people are scratching their heads, so let's see the hands up. So you should all all read these books. You didn't read? Read seven countries. You all have to read these books. Who's read 
for up to five cantos. Please read these books. Shavana Kirtana Karo Anukana Ashata Pachala Chari. Go on hearing and chanting perpetually. And give up this all nonsense talk. If we don't study these books, then our mind will be full of so much nonsense. Hare Krishna. Any question? No question. Question is, when is Prasadam? <laughs> Did everyone hear the question? Вредно или не вредно читать книги по Тифти Махараджа и других авторов? Is it all according to Shastra? My question to her. I like her very much and I get inspiration from reading them. They didn't answer the question. How do you know if you haven't read Shastra? I'm reading Shrimad Bhagavad Gita. And when I'm reading books by other uh, persons, I don't see much difference. <laughs> well, I'll give you a quote from one of his books. Not, not, not only, but you know, I think she's reading others. Well, in one of those books, there's a quote that UFOs come from Mu. Mu is short for Lemuria. Lemuria is a continent which certain people tell us previously existed between Africa and South America. So just like Atlantis is imagined by some to be a, a continent which fell into the Atlantic. So some people, you know, like New Age people, they say that Mu is a fallen continent in the Pacific. Don't insult the word. <laughs> Speculation. <laughs> <laughs> and the evidence is that on the west coast of Africa there is a certain kind of lemur, which is a kind of rodent. There's something like a rat. A rat is a rodent. The western coast of Africa. And on the east coast of South America there are also lemurs. So this is the evidence that there must have been a continent in between and it fell into the sea. And that's where UFOs come from. And it's also stated in this book that 
You see, this was first given as a series of lectures. So, so in, in the question, someone asked, where are you getting this knowledge from? Which is a stupid question in the first place, to accept it as knowledge without any, just because someone said it. And the reply came from contact with a level of cosmic consciousness and a connection from a previous life. Then anyone can say anything. And just, well, I said so, and I, I know because I have contact with cosmic, I have cosmic consciousness, whatever that means. That's why our, our Acharyas always emphasize Shastra, give Shastric evidence. Otherwise, so many strange things can become propagated. Yesterday, someone was telling me that according to Ayurveda, what is that there? Persons of bad constitution have just come from animal birth. Those who have pitta constitution, they are more advanced. And those who have kappa constitution, they're, they're better still. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on whether you're a bat or you're <laughs> So I asked, well, you know, where is that stated in Shastra? And the reply came that Odarya Dhamprabhu said so. Now, I don't know if Odarya Dhamprabhu said so or not, because... Well, I don't understand what he says anyway, because he says it in Russian. And I, you know, I'm not, I don't, <laughs> I'm not against what he does, per se. But it's not sufficient, if you want to make a statement, it's not sufficient to say that, well, someone said so. Even Prabhupada and even the six Goswamis didn't do that. They always gave Shastra Praman. So even if, maybe, UFOs do come from Mu, which I... Doubt very much. I'm not even convinced there are. This UFO thing is, you know, that it's really, there's really something going on. Prabhupada wasn't much concerned with it. But uh, you have to, you have to have a better system of epistemology rather than, well, I, you know, I have cosmic vision. Otherwise, it's just blind faith. Someone said so, so we accept. I discussed this in some detail two years ago in Croatia in a class, which, uh, as a result of which I got banned from going to Croatia for, for a year. Which, uh, but it just it just underlined the point I was making that our devotees they tend to accept everything on sentiment and not with their intelligence through shastra. That it's not just because someone's got a rubber stamp, guru, that we have to accept everything they say. It has to be checked against shastra. We accept, uh, Guru what he says, we accept because it is based on Shastra. And if we just accept anything that someone says because they have Guru stamped on their forehead, then we be, then it's blind faith, then it becomes like Sai Baba. If we don't understand this and we don't follow this, then we become an Opa Sampradaya. Opa Sampradaya, they, you know, they also chant the holy names and put on Tilak and believe in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but they've introduced things which are against the conclusions of Shastra. Even you see, we're reading the books, but we have to go very deeply into understanding them. Otherwise, we're in danger of accepting that which is not true as true. And then we're again in Maya. The Maya means to accept that which is not. I'm going to finish here because it's time for Prasadam now.
So we will all please take prasada and then we can uh, be ready to greet Goswami Maharaj who is coming. Mm-hmm. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.